0: my favorite listeners hope you all are doing well welcome to another fantastic episode of Jeeves podcast where we celebrate adventures of women in science I'm Vidya Naranaswamy your host I sit with women in science as they share their journey trips and tricks that could bring you closer to your dream today we have with us Dr. Ingeborg Kendall Marento an educator who has guided and motivated students for improvement through team building, mentoring, and cross-training in support of their leadership abilities and personal growth for over 32 years. Dr. Marento is a senior adjunct professor in University of Levern. She's also University of Levern's faculty committee and undergraduate admission and M. She's also a financial aid consultant In the classroom, she strives to foster strategic thinking, planning into achieving a common long-term vision. Dr. Marinto has helped initiate many collaborations for key corporate alliances in support of improving educational access to adult learners. She has an impressive career record, holds many memberships and affiliations with respected institutions around the world and her expansive work and career has been featured in numerous publications such as National Center for Atmospheric Research, the Underwater Photographer Magazine, Orange County Business Journal, Global Business Tent, etc. She's frequently requested to consult with non-profit organizations in USA and Germany and deliver keynotes on her expertise in strategic planning and operations. She has her PhD in Economic Geography from University of Hawaii, She has an EDD in organizational leadership from University of Laverne an MBA in Marketing Management from University of Southern California, an MA in Asian Studies specializing in Chinese Foreign Trade Management from University of Hawaii, a BA in Psychology concentrating in Social and Cultural Psychology from the Pennsylvania State University, and a Bachelor's in Business Administration from University of Laverne. She talks six languages including German, French, Mandarin, Thai, and Russian. It is an absolute pleasure and honor to have you on our show. We welcome you to our show, Inga. Uh,
1: Thank you so much, Vidya.
0: Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Oh, hell right. (laughs) After your introduction, how do I begin? I was very interested in humans. That's why I did cultural, social and cultural psychology. And from that, um, I accidentally got into science because I married a man who was an oceanographer.
0: Uh-huh.
1: All of a sudden I took a very 180 degree turn and started getting interested in geography because I figured that was the fastest way I could get into science because mm-hmm. he was talking caught, caught about currents and chemistry and biology, underwater and marine biology, etc. So it was, an, it was an interesting road to science uh-huh. and I, I think it's also a, a useful point to mention that sometimes you think you're going to go in one direction in your life and then you have a major shift and that's not at all unusual unfortunately in America you could do that (laughs) in other countries that might be more difficult Mm.
0: tell us a little bit about your childhood where did you start your journey from and how did you end up in University of Laverne I was
1: in I Was born in Germany during the war, 1941, mm-hmm. and we were bombed out at age four, and lived in a farm, raised vegetables to survive,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then my mother married an American soldier, and that's how I came to America. I was an army brat,
2: uh-huh.
1: and we very good stepfather, and we lived on a military basis, I had an excellent education because the military has very good schools. The mm-hmm. defense has very good schools. So I went in various city, uh, cities, cities and states. I was in massachusetts and then new york and then i was in tennessee and i was in kentucky and in texas and then i ended up back in germany at an american base and that's where i finished my high school wow. and then i decided to stay two more years and do my first two years in the um, university of maryland which had a residential program on the headquarters of an army base mm-hmm. in munich
2: mm-hmm. wow.
1: and so that's where i did my first two years in college and one of the professors i had was from penn state Mm-hmm. And he he recruited me to go to Penn State, mm-hmm. so I went from a small, little college, two hundred fifty students for two years, to a twenty five thousand uh, dollar thousand campus student, you know, student population. So <laughs> culture shock, not only in terms of culture for being in America after being in Germany, but also being in a, you know one of the top universities, mm-hmm. where you had classes with three hundred four hundred students. It was really a shock. I survived. I had to earn my own way because mm-hmm. my parents weren't wealthy. So I worked as a waitress mm-hmm. and then as a copywriter for a radio station. Mm-hmm. And had a little fun, went to a ski club for for my skiing because I love skiing. Mm-hmm. And that's when I met my first boss. He came to our club meetings and I need somebody who wants to be a manager of my ski shop. So I volunteered and that's what paid my way for the rest of that year. And then after I graduated, I said, I'm never going back to school again. That's <laughs> <laughs> never say that.
0: Uh-huh, like, it, it, there's oh, this a proverb, never say it. never.
1: Exactly. And so um, after being with the ski shop business, which we're also doing importing, uh-huh. I went back to school and um, my Penn State, and I said, now, what's this about a scholarship somewhere or other? Tell me more about it. And I said, do I still qualify? And they said, sure. Off I went to Hawaii, and that's where I did Chinese and Thai eventually. But that was a real eye opener because all of a sudden I realized there was another part of the world besides Europe and America. <laughs> and it was wonderful, and also that's where I met my first, I had my first uh, knowledge about uh, science.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I had had some science at Penn State. I remember doing um, mineralogy. and That was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, the botany was the uh, zoology wasn't very good because we had 500 students and, and the labs were, were a sham, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. just 25 students in a lab.
2: Oh,
0: uh, wow. Yeah.
1: It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a very good undergraduate uh, immersion, but when I did the graduate program, uh-huh. which the Asian Studies program, and then went into geography with the intent of... Doing a national defense scholarship um, language training Mm -hmm. and special in Southeast Asia and Mm East Asia. Mm -hmm. And we were doing a, we were part of a meteorological study Mm -hmm. down in the Central Pacific because my husband and his father had a plane that landed on water and land. And they needed to go down to the Central Pacific to do a meteorological experiment. Mm -hmm. And I was interested in meteorology at the time. Mm -hmm. So that was that slick because people all on board were from. University of Wisconsin and from the um, University of Texas, and they were with the National Science Foundation. Mm-hmm. So I had on the spot training <laughs> in meteorology. We'd fly down, we'd talk about cloud formations, and
2: wow. it, was awesome.
1: it was excellent. I really enjoyed that. And uh, I even did a aerial map of the island that we worked on. We were on an island called Palmyra. Oh, I was, my husband did the photos. And then I put in the overlay and made a actual map for the research study. So wow. that was my immersion into science directly. After that, it was more helping my husband because he had a business doing environmental mm-hmm. science. And so I would help with the writing and that kind of thing. Um. And for his doctorate, I helped with the data analysis. Mm-hmm. So it was a support operation there. And because we moved, uh, I wasn't able to finish my work, I was helping him with his work. Uh-huh. My husband was employed by various uh, engineering firms mm-hmm. and, it was, and we were raising two children so I was homeschooling at, 12 years of homeschooling. So that took up a lot of my time because mm-hmm. we did all the subjects together etc. And then he got very ill and he died. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty desperate to get a job real quick mm-hmm. and I ended up at the University of La Verde, as you know, that's mm-hmm. where you found me. Yes. And Uh, I initially did marketing, and then I gradually started doing teaching. I taught geography, Mm -hmm. and then started doing more business courses. So I found that um, my knowledge of science, and this is sort of useful for those who are going into science, is useful not only to do it, you know, research, et cetera, directly, but also to help other people make it possible to do research in mm-hmm. other words strategic planning budgeting mm-hmm. of new product development service development so i i kind of slid my knowledge over into making it possible for companies to stay innovative and now as you noted i do a lot of uh, consulting because yes. the, one of the things that we have to deal with is innovation and innovation is only possible with you know science in the various mm-hmm. disciplines
2: yep yep yeah i would never have
1: predicted it you know you don't predict it until you actually live it
0: do you still want to go back to being a researcher?
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, the reality is, it's so much fun to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you get know, pulled over in another direction So. Yeah.
0: But you're you're an inspiration to many who think that age is a barrier to you know continuing your education. It's
1: all in your attitude. Yeah.
0: It's all
1: in your attitude. Because I'm 80. I celebrate
0: my 80th this year. Oh yay! <laughs> What makes you feel inspired or keeps you going? God, my faith. Your faith.
1: Every day is a blessing. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're here on earth, that God gives us mm-hmm. all, all these blessings. I just am very grateful. And somehow I, I want to be giving back. I want to make all the things that I'm able to do possible so that other people will benefit. Mm-hmm.
2: That's
1: loving others. Nice. Well, I'm here. I want to love others and however I can help. Them.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow, that's cool. What were the challenges that you faced in the beginning of a career and how did you overcome those challenges? Mm Money.
1: And the reality is that a lot of the talent we have in our human population is only a few of them are very wealthy. Yeah. Everybody has to struggle. Mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful for the scholarships, otherwise I'd never be able to finish. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a scholarship to do a master's mm-hmm. and also to do the doctorate. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the second bachelor's and the second um, second master's, I had to pay for it. And it was expensive. Mm-hmm. But I paid for it because I really, really, really wanted to teach mm-hmm. at the graduate level. Mm-hmm. And so that made it possible. So in terms of obstacles, uh, as a woman, you want to have a family that's an obstacle because children are going to take some of your time mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be a closed door
2: mm-hmm. but during those
1: years when you're raising children you can still like you stay active in your field mm-hmm. doing various things and then eventually they become teenagers and they leave and mm-hmm. then you
0: have your life mm-hmm. again right
1: you have total control so it's chapters in your life mm-hmm. and each chapter can help you prepare for the next chapter
0: and that's a good way to put it uh, Your challenges uh, just make you strong. That's that's very true.
1: That's true. And the other thing is, as you get older, Vijaya, the, the next generation has to get enthusiastic about science. Yes. And that's why I joined WIM, Women in Mining. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. only organization that I know of that makes an effort to go into the classroom and talk about how science is used to, you know, to do mm-hmm. things like, like toothpaste and things like that. Mm. So they go to the state... Science fair, they go to the elementary schools, they actually get involved with the children at the sixth, seventh, eighth grade level with their thinking.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so you know, giving more opportunities for them to learn about Mm -hmm.
0: what is science. Mm -hmm. And that's important too, just to inspire the next generation, yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need more. We do need more. Mm -hmm. What is the most important thing that you've learned in your life? Don't give up. Don't
1: give up. Don't get discouraged, you know, we sometimes think we come to an end, uh, to a a difficult period like death, husband and things like that, or illness, and you think, okay, this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. And how I'm I going to get through it. You know, what other resources I still have. Marshal your resources so that you can keep going. Mm -hmm.
0: Don't give up. Does something like work-life balance exist? Do you have any tips for our listeners on that aspect?
1: You really do have to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And so try not to cheat yourself from sleep, Mm if at all possible. Because sleep is necessary for your body. Mm -hmm. And if you have a regular regimen Mm -hmm. um, of rest, good nutrition, Mm -hmm. and exercise. The other thing is I've discovered this year, I had a blood clot in my leg. Mm-hmm. I just learned that if I walk for an hour, I can have time to talk with my God about things. I can reflect. Mm-hmm. I can think. I can mm-hmm. make phone calls. Mm-hmm. So that quiet time can be used for thinking time.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: if you have problems that might be or you know, call somebody about something or other as you're walking along. Mm-hmm. So using that quiet time to write everything in your mind about what you need to be doing. It's really, really important too. Somehow, if you can, even if it's a half an hour, half an hour, mm. somehow do a little exercise
2: mm.
1: for your body, because your body needs that. Yep. You're doing calcium that way, and it keeps you healthy and, and a good frame of mind. Because mm. the stress, the stress will also work itself out. Right. Because we all have various kinds of stress. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yep. Mm.
1: Stress. stress. Deadline stress. children's stress. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: That's a very good tip. Thank you so much for that. How important is an MBA degree in the business world?
1: It's absolutely necessary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't, but it depends on where you live.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Once okay. in Southern California, where we are, mm-hmm. an MBA is absolutely necessary if you want to go into upper management, mm-hmm. whether it's a project manager in scientific world or even in uh, you know actually going up the ladder of new product development, working with cl- clients at to have something done for them
2: mm-hmm.
1: you absolutely have to have that kind of knowledge but be able to talk to them but mm-hmm. so you're talking the same language
2: mm-hmm.
1: otherwise you're talking swahili you're talking about science whether it's biology or chemistry well, they have no idea what that's all about mm-hmm. so if you convert it into this is how we're going to be more competitive we mm-hmm. share. we have to differentiate ourselves because we have xyz mm-hmm. that will make sense mm-hmm. so Partly it's to explain what you're doing in science mm-hmm. to those that make money decisions. Mm-hmm. So the MBA, because a lot of people who are in science don't really want to do the actual marketing, marketing or mm-hmm. management operations. They just want to stay in R and D. Well, to stay in R and D, you have to get it funded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So you have to get it funded mm-hmm. and. Part of the challenge for companies is, as I mentioned earlier, is innovation. Right. Staying, you know, with a global marketplace, you've got to stay innovative. Right. And and you've got to be able to convince the accountants, the financial people, mm-hmm. and even operations. We have to change what we're doing the way we're doing it. We can't be labor-intensive. We've got to be automated. Mm-hmm. How are we going to do that? Mm-hmm. R&D. Okay. So you either do R&D on the product itself mm-hmm. or the service, mm-hmm. or how you make it. That's an engineering research kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Equipment. So, I think of the MBA as a
0: language. Mm-hmm. That,
1: Being able to talk, talk the language of the people that make the money decisions. Okay. See, well, you would know how useful it is because yeah. you know they're, what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Yes. are definitely. we going to get good market share? are we going to get better brand image, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely, it helps um, scientists see the perspective of a business world, what happens in the business world, and what we can get done on the research side, so it helps in the business world. So I think it's it's important to see both the worlds so you get a clear idea of what you can do to help the company. So yeah,
1: and see so a lot of times there's mergers always going on, right? Exactly, yes. And one of the things that the scientists can do mm-hmm. is they can say, okay, it makes more sense to merge with that company because that will supplement what we have
2: mm-hmm.
1: rather than, you know, people at the top they think globally they don't necessarily think down at our low, middle lower level right yeah so you have to explain to them okay we have capacity let's let's say in the computer arena right but
2: mm-hmm.
1: well, we need some more knowledge in testing mm-hmm. so that company that you're thinking about they have a strong department of division that we could really work well but we could really mm-hmm. be much stronger right. we would have a competitive edge
0: right that makes sense cool What are the key subjects that one must know and understand in order to be successful in the business side?
2: Well,
1: the key things is probably you have to be able to talk in terms of ratios, financial ratios, Mm -hmm. because that's how they think. Mm -hmm. That's their language. Mm -hmm. So knowing financial ratios is pretty good. And then the other is that having diagnostic skills, diagnosing a company figure out what they're really good at, mm-hmm. and figuring out what your customer really wants. Mm-hmm. You know, being really customer sensitive. That's probably the, the most important insight you have to give to your to your team, whoever is on your team,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that you're more willing to do what they want rather than what you think you want to give them.
0: Perfect. What are some of the attributes a business professional should have in a business setting?
1: Uh, number one, listening skills. Mm-hmm. And the other is a vision strategic vision being able to look at the long-term picture
0: okay. and not
1: just worry about the immediate because it, it's always risky Right in the future. So you've got to be able to look at the potential knowing who you have and what you have in your company what you could still get
2: mm-hmm.
1: to make some good decisions. So being a visionary, innovative in your thinking rather than wanting to be risky, it's mm-hmm. like if you're gonna go for a boat ride, would you rather go in a rowboat or would you like to go in a kayak?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So leaders have mm-hmm. to want to be in a kayak. They have to want to be a little bit more risky.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Otherwise, they're just going to be copycats yeah. trying to copy somebody else. But right.
0: bring your unique skill to the world, right? Unique style.
1: Being able to make friends
2: mm-hmm.
1: because mm-hmm. it takes a collaborative effort. You never can do things alone. No. You always have to be with people. Right. Right. Having the sense of, I'm not going to get the glory, we're going to get the glory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get too much worried about how you're looking, you're missing the point of this whole exercise. Because mm-hmm. it's not for you, anyways, for everybody the mm-hmm. customer,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the client, and you know, the team that's
0: going to put the product or the yep. research. Yep. Cool. What are some of the strategies that can help women achieve a more prominent role in business?
1: Probably the biggest thing that uh, women, looking back, is to talk to other women
0: who are actually doing it. Right. Communication. Right. Communication.
1: Yes. Communication. And then getting advice and getting referrals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, as I look back, everything I had accomplished, the doors that were open where people referred me to that. Mm. So. You know, even like I was a typist at Penn State, but because mm-hmm. I did a good job and I asked questions, and stuff, people took an interest, mm-hmm. and they wanted me to continue on to mm-hmm. encourage. You. So by even doing menial things, it doesn't matter what it is, mm-hmm. you're around people who can help you. Mm-hmm. So making friends, going in other kinds of businesses, stretching yourself, mm-hmm. not being afraid to take X job because doesn't maybe pay that much but you get contact with really interesting people who
0: watch what they're doing yeah, yeah. networking
1: yeah mm-hmm. networking. yeah absolutely and, and it's amazing to me that um, I talked to international students a lot I said join things join right. this
2: community you
1: know, you know, the HR specialty or right. accounting or whatever right join because mm-hmm. then you meet people who are actually doing it mm-hmm. and tell you what's happening what the problems are. Right. And that will help you with making projects. Right,
0: absolutely. What advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career in business world?
1: If you have a love of science, keep going. Keep going in science. Because we need more specialists. There are too many MBA out there mm-hmm. that have a clue. They, yeah. they don't have. They have no roots. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that there are more and more dual master program people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's Cause it's neat, just like you have engineering with the MBA. Mm-hmm. Same thing you should have with the chemistry with the MBA. So that again, they can talk to each other, mm-hmm. and then along the way, they might even have their own company. Mm-hmm. That's one of the advantages: is that once you have your science, and if you know the, the business world, then mm-hmm. you can get your own money and start your own company. Okay. I mean, you have, you have a lot of examples of that. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason. But I would say, do your science first if you have a love of science.
0: Uh-huh. Like you, <laughs> like I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reality is, the although there are many universities and there are many positions available, mm-hmm. you are more marketable if you have two degrees, because then you can do research and teach, even if it's adjunct. Okay, Makes you have sense. more flexibility. Mm-hmm. Like you, you could teach. Huh. And you know, whether it's at the community college or at the university level.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's the end of all our questions. We're going to our lightning round. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm
1: right. very creative with this. Alright, keep going.
0: <laughs> if you were the Vice President of the United States of America, what's the first thing you would do? Go to the border. Ooh. Why? Solve the problems. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm a hands-on person. If you want to solve a problem, you don't let other people do it. You get involved. You don't know what to
0: do unless you're involved. Oh, I like it. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Ambon. Ambon. Where is it?
1: M-B-O-N.
0: Oh, where is it?
1: It's in Indonesia. Uh-huh. And it's at a marine biological station. Oh. incredible underwater.
0: Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Okay, this is gonna be a challenging one. Say a sentence that includes words from German, French, Mandarian, Thai, and Russian. That's Russian.
1: Means who? Okay. Bist du are you in German. Uh-huh. Washer, oh, sure. that would be I am. Oh. Next one is oh. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you. Okay. And French. Merci beaucoup. that also
1: means thank you very much.
0: Oh, nice. I like it. What's your favorite hobby? Gardening. Oh yeah, I know. I love your garden. It's so beautiful. If you were put in a rocket, where would you go? Moon or Mars, why? I'd rather go to the moon. I think it'd be a
1: little bit friendlier Mars. is going way to a, too far. <laughs> <laughs> too long. The moon at least is it's within reason.
0: Okay. Yeah. Great answer, great answer. What's your favorite destination? Well,
1: at the moment, it's Germany.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's
1: close to the Philippines. I love Philippines, too. Nice, nice.
0: One thing that annoys you the most?
1: People who lie. And it's stronger than that. It make me
0: angry. Mm. If you could get yourself anything, what would you get?
1: Probably an airplane and a pilot.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: To take me places. I love to go in the sky. I
0: have an extra seat so I can come too. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: not a jet. I'd like to have a butt party. Yes. Oh, slow and
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What word would you add to the dictionary if you could? What would it mean?
1: The first word that comes to mind is fantastic, mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. And you know, the world, the earth, this is from a science. Mm-hmm. it's just incredibly complex
2: mm-hmm.
1: I remember when I was first going to college I thought, well I'm not going to go into science that's too complicated but <laughs> well, I thought, well I'll just focus on humans well humans are so complicated oh yeah because we're bodies and we're also spirits
2: uh-huh. and
1: you know, no matter where you go no matter what you look at it initially looks simple mm-hmm. food, right? and the more you get into it they realize it's a whole world yep,
2: yep mm-hmm
1: very
0: complex world that we're living yeah. in. yeah You can't be bored. I <laughs> know you can. That is very true. You can't be bored. What is your favorite cartoon show? Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown? Oh. It's <laughs> a good one. Uh, and then and then the
1: bird.
0: What was it? The bird? Tweety. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love Tweety so that brings us to the end of the lightning round is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners i mentioned to
1: you loving the earth appreciating the complexity of what we have here Mm -hmm, which leads me to the thought that god made us to be very special that we have this planet to live on
2: Mm
1: -hmm. we need to be grateful
2: Mm -hmm. for that special world
1: that we're on -hmm. and that the concept that we can control the climate mm-hmm.
2: ridiculous
1: We need to understand that you don't manage it that mm-hmm. overall we can't control it mm-hmm. man's never going to be
2: able to
1: do that mm-hmm. that's why we, we need to be grateful to
0: god <laughs> that's great advice thank you so much for sharing that with us so that brings us to the end of our podcast. It was wonderful chatting with you as usual. We learned a lot from you. I hope you keep inspiring the young minds as you always do. We wish you the best.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Sudejo. It's a pleasure being with
0: you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To listen to more of the wonderful stories like this, please visit org or podcast. Till I meet you next time, this is Vidya signing off.